Great, we're glad you're with us today, Family Service. We got some people who are gonna come up and share in just a little bit. Um, keep this moving, we know that on Family Sundays, sometimes the attention span is even shorter than regular Sundays up here for the people in here, so somebody got that joke. Thank you, Patty. Um, we are gonna be continuing on a series. We have been um, looking in the book of Exodus. We're working through the book of Exodus. So kids, we're glad you're with us today. Um, if you know the story, any, any kids in here know the story of Moses and the Israelites going through the Red Sea? You ever heard that story before? We're going to talk about that today. But here's the thing. We're going to talk about how God called Moses to do something that was hard, to do something that was difficult. So if you're a kid in here today, I want you to look right at me, okay? I'm watching you. Um, we know this. Here's the title of today's message. Actually, look right up there. Here it is. The title of today's message is, With God's Help, I Can Do Hard Things. So everybody all together say that. With God's help, I can do hard things. That is what we're talking about today. When we pick up the story in the book of Exodus, the Israelites were in trouble. They were being mistreated by the Egyptians. And God called Moses and said, You have to go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. That was a hard thing. But we know that with God's help, what we can do hard things. That's right. So that's what we're going to do. At, that's what we're going to look at today. We can do hard things. Sometimes things that are scary, but we know that God is going to help us. God will grow us through that. There's going to be times where God will stretch us through that. That's not just a message for the kiddos today, moms and dads. There are seasons we go through where God is going to use that as a season to grow and develop our faith, to stretch us, because that is how we grow when we do something hard when we get through something difficult. And we know that with God, when God's with us, we can do that. We can do those hard things. So we got a few people who are going to share today who have gone through something hard that they want to talk to you about because it's family service. So we're going to do that in a few moments. But just to get us all on the same page for where we're at in the story, we have a video presentation that we hope you will find both educational um, and uh, entertaining. Here goes. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Big Top Kids Toy Theater. Today, we are learning about the story of Moses and the Israelites' great escape from Egypt. One day, Moses was out looking after the flock when God called to him from the burning bush. He said, Moses... You are to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people, the Israelites, go free. And now we will blow out the burning bush. Moses had lots of reasons to not go to Egypt. I can't breathe because of all the smoke. And I don't talk very good. And what if they don't listen to me? Oh, just go. And this sounds very hard. What if I stub my toe on the way and then my foot hurts? Uh, I just want to stay at home and watch TikTok videos. What if I have a bad dream and, and God said, just go? Well, what if I wet the bed? Just go. I will be with you and I will help you and I will send your brother Aaron to go with you and he will speak for you. Moses and Aaron went to see Pharaoh, and Moses and Aaron and Aaron said, Pharaoh, God of the Israelites, says to let his people go. 
And Pharaoh said, hmm, let me think about that for a second. No, I will not let the people go because I'm Pharaoh and I do what I want. And so Moses and Aaron said, well, what are we going to do now? And then God decided to send the plagues to Egypt in order to force Pharaoh to let his people go. The first thing he did was turn the water into blood. And then he sent all sorts of bugs and flies and gnats. And it was gnatsy. All sorts of creepy crawling critters that were driving everybody crazy. Strange creatures that no one knew what to do with. So that's what happened to the dinosaurs. And then there was giant hailstones. Oh, hailstones. And there was a plague on the livestock. And finally, there was big blisters and frogs and all sorts of other things. And finally, Pharaoh said, fine, I can't take it anymore. The Israelites can go. And all the Israelites celebrated. Yay, we get to go free. <laughs> and so Moses... And Aaron and the Israelites left Egypt and walked into freedom. But soon after they left, Pharaoh said, I've made a terrible mistake. I must chase after the Israelites and bring them back to me so they can be my slaves. And so Pharaoh and the armies chased after Moses and Aaron. And Moses and Aaron were running away. Oh, man, here comes Pharaoh and his armies. And Pharaoh and his armies were coming up behind them. And his armies were going to get them. We're going to get you, army, our fair Israelites. And the horses were chasing after them. And it looked hopeless because all of a sudden, Moses and the Israelites came up to the Red Sea. And they said, oh no, we're trapped. What are we going to do now? We got the sea in front of us. And Pharaoh and his armies behind us, we're trapped, we're done for. And Moses, because he had learned to trust in God, he said, do not be afraid, for I know God is going to come through and deliver us. So just stand firm and believe and watch what God does now. And then, all of a sudden, the Red Sea parted. What? And Moses and the Israelites walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. And then Pharaoh decided he was going to chase after them into the Red Sea. So the horses and the chariots and the goombas and the armies went following them through the Red Sea. And they were about to catch them when all of a sudden the Red Sea collapsed on top of them. Oh no, oh, oh no, what are we going to do? I can't swim, we're going to drown. Oh, oh no. And that is how God delivered the Israelites from Pharaoh and his army. And the Israelites were free, and they celebrated. Hooray! We're free! I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider fell into the sea. Splish, splash! Oh, and then they were so happy, they worshipped God. And Moses said to the people, because God was with us, even though we had to do something hard, he made it possible for us to do it. And so the same is true for you, that he will be with you no matter what. Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Oh, baby, 
let my people go. Ooh, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The end. I heard some people singing along to that Pharaoh Pharaoh song. We might need to add a special music element later in the morning to see who remembers that song. Um, all right. Thanks to our Big Top Kids Toy Theater Department for that informative video. Um, getting us up to speed on the story of Moses. We remember that story. God called Moses to do a hard thing. And he grew in his trust and he grew in his faith. And he saw God deliver a nation of people. He saw God do mighty things because he was willing to do the thing that God had called him to do, even though it seemed hard. So today what we're going to do is we have a few people who are going to share with us today about how they went through something hard. Do I see our... So our first, there we go. Liliana Hawks is going to come up and she is going to share. Can we welcome Liliana Hawks up here today? Liliana, you can tell everybody kind of what you've been going through over the last year, okay? Hi, guys. My name is Liliana Hawks. I'm going to be telling you guys something that I had to go through a little. It was hard on me, and it was hard on my family. So about a year ago, I started to lose lots of weight, and I um, started to drink lots of water. My mom was concerned about what was going on with my body, so we called the doctor, and we got a doctor's appointment for me. I had some blood taken, and that night I had to go to the emergency room. They took some blood, too. Sadly, they could not get blood right away, so they had to poke me several times to get blood. Um, that night, we found out that I had di type 1 diabetes. That meant that, I had to, that I'm going to have it for the rest of my life, which is a little hard, like even right now. Um, do you see this thing on my arm? So that's connected to my phone. It will tell me what my blood sugar is. My blood sugar should be between 80 and 150. If I go lower than 80, that means I need to have something to eat. The lowest I've been is 48. The highest I've been is around 350. And that was on our vacation when we were eating lots of high-carb foods. And it was a little hard. What I've um, noticed is that when God helps me, he comforts me. He also tells me that I have friends and family out there that have my back that can help me if I need anything. I also, um, when I get scared, so when I get scared sometimes when I have to change my sensor and my pod, I have to change my sensor, the thing on my arm that you guys saw, I have to change it every 10 days. It's very painful because it's like a one inch needle going into my body. I also have a pump, it's called an Omnipod. It gives me insulin, that's what lets me have food. That, ha that has a little um, plastic thing that, that goes into my body. It doesn't hurt that bad when I take it out, but it's still a little painful. Um, one second. Oh yeah, uh, what I've remembered when I have to go through these hard things, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Thank you. Awesome job. Liliana, thanks for doing that. Thanks for sharing today. She was also up on our worship team today. She's been doing youth worship 
on Sunday nights as well. We love having Lil Liana a part of our church. So thanks for sharing your story. I know that'll be inspiring about how you were brave when you had to go through something hard and how you knew that God was with you. All right. So anyone remember the name of our message today? With God's help. All right. So I think we need a little reminder of that, especially I just know human nature, whether you're a young kid or an old grown-up, after a while, you kind of get lulled to sleep a little bit, right? Just if everything's going the same and eventually you're like, oh, I'm tired and I don't really want to do things, especially this last year. I think probably one of the biggest takeaways I've had over this last year is now that we're kind of hopefully getting back to normal a little bit, how hard that is for some people to be like, oh, I got to go out of the house. Like, I got to talk to people and what if I forget how to talk to people? And some of us have forgotten how to talk to people with kindness and all those things. But there can be this thing of we got used to kind of just being at home, and now when it's time to do something, to get up and go to school. In our house, we had kids that loved to go to school, and then all of a sudden they had to stay home from school. And then when they were able to go back, they had just gotten used to being home. And the kids who loved going to school all of a sudden were like, I don't want to go. I just want to stay here. And us parents were like, no, please go to school. I don't, I don't want to do any more of your schoolwork for you. Um, but we, we recognize how that can just be. We get kind of lulled to sleep. And so when we get to face something that is hard, a lot of times we're like Moses. When God said, I have this thing for you to do, and it looks hard, what did Moses do? He came up with excuses. Moses was asked to do a hard thing, and he had all sorts of excuses for God why he couldn't do it. I can't talk very well. What if they don't listen? What if it doesn't go well? All he was saying was the same thing that you and I say to God sometimes. What if it's hard? What happens if it doesn't work? And we think about these hard things or these difficult challenges that God might have for us to do, and we forget that God is going to go with us. As Liliana was talking today, she's learned that God is with her and that she can do all things through Christ. So we're going to pick up the story in Exodus chapter 3, verse 10. And if you brought your Bible, you can turn there. Otherwise, the words will be on the screen. Boys and girls, moms and dads, we love it when you bring your Bibles to church so that you can know where all the words are and that you can follow along so that you know if Pastor Jeff is making it up or if he's actually reading the Bible. I would never do that, but good to bring your Bibles to church. Exodus chapter 3, verse 10. This is as God is calling Moses and Moses is saying, well, I can't do it because of this and this and this. This is what God says in verse 10. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, and these are important words, I will be with you, and this will be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. God said to Moses, he said a lot of things and gave a lot of instructions, but the number one thing that Moses needed to hear and the number one thing that we need to hear, boys and girls, moms and dads, is this, that God says, I will be with you you. I will be with you. I will help you. Notice how God sent people to help Moses. He sent Aaron who would do all the talking for him. He sent other things so that Moses would know that God was with him. So boys and girls, I want you to look at me right now, okay? All boys and girls. God has a plan for your life. God has things that he wants you to do. And sometimes you're going to look at them and be like, well, that kind of seems hard. Or that might be scary, or that might be difficult. And you can know this, that God is with you. God is with you, and you can trust him. He has a plan for your life, and you can trust him, even through something difficult. Now, when God says, I'll be with you, 
it's not just, you know, moral support, like God's just walking beside you, not really doing anything, but he's like, hey, I said I'd be with you, here I am. Even though that's pretty cool, right? Boys and girls, think about this. If you had to do something this week that you were nervous about, you know that when you're there, you've got God with you, which is super awesome. God is super powerful, and he can do all sorts of things. Maybe this week at school, your last week of school, you might want to go up to some of your friends and be like, God, God's right here. God's with me. You see him? He's right here. We know that God, but it's more than just him being with you. God will provide for you. God will strengthen you. God will encourage you. I'm sure there's times when Liliana feels discouraged about all that she has to do, and she knows that God is there, encouraging, strengthening, being with her. And not only that, God can provide miracles. God can do all sorts of crazy, cool, strong things that only God can do if we trust him, if we believe that he's going to be with us, even in the midst of something hard. Isaiah 41 verse 10 is a great verse that I want us to get today. It says this, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God promises to be with you no matter what. Amen? But we have to be willing to do what Moses did. We have to be willing to say yes. We have to be willing to go. We have to be willing to be stretched and challenged and to walk that adventure of faith that God has for us. All right? So far, so good. All right, next up, we have someone who's going to share with us. Lindsay Heim is here. Come on up, Lindsay. Can we welcome Lindsay up? She's going to talk about how God has been stretching her over this past year. Okay, so I wrote this down since last session was a little bit rough. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, so I'm Lindsay Heim. And I'm nearing the end of my junior year at Farmington High School and am pretty involved at Homestead. So something I never thought I'd be able to do was to be a part of a worship team and honestly talking on stage as I am now. Um, I've always struggled with performance anxiety and perfectionism and just anxiety in general and have had to give up a lot of things due to the feeling I could never live up to my standards and would relentlessly beat myself up about it. Anything from stage performances, presentations, playing sports, and anything related to my grades. He's done some serious work in me, God above, and he's helped me connect or correct some faulty ways of thinking. And he's given me instances and circumstances in which I can grow. And so now I play piano, and I sing, and here and there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you even saw me here, second service. So I still have a long way to go ahead of me, and I'm still at work with this. But I tend to work at this with God, so. Yeah, that's it. So. <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. Great job. She mentioned it, that even getting up and talking to people in front of people was a big step. So that's awesome that she did that. Lindsay's a great example of being willing to be stretched, put in positions that maybe seem nervous but willing to do it. She has done that a number of times. It started with, we noticed that she loves to play the piano. Anytime the students were here, she'd find her way up here and start playing the piano. And so 
we said, well, maybe you should play in church. And she's like, oh, I don't think so. But then we encouraged her. And then we would hear her singing. And I'm like, you can sing. She's like, hmm. And so we just would put a mic in front of her. As, and I just like, just don't, don't worry about it. It's, it's not on. And then I'd tell the sound man, turn the mic on. <laughs> but she's always been willing to take that step. And we love how God is using her and growing her and stretching her. There's a part of the story in Moses that we, that same thing was at work. A couple of chapters later, Exodus chapter 8. Exodus chapter 8. This is during the plagues that is going on. And this is during the plague of the flies. And uh, this, is, this is an example of God stretching Moses, okay? So the story starts out, God calls Moses, and Moses says, I don't want to go. I don't like to talk. And God says, okay, well, Aaron will do all the talking for you. You don't have to worry about that. And then this happens as the flies are plaguing Egypt. This is in Exodus 8, verse 20. It says this. Then the Lord said to Moses... Get up early in the morning and confront Pharaoh as he goes to the river and say to him, this is what the Lord says. Let my people go so that they may worship me. Okay, so a pretty standard part of that story. There's something about that verse right there. We'll leave that up for a second. What is unique about that verse? There, the Lord said to Moses, get up early in the morning and confront Pharaoh as he goes to the river and say to him. So this is the first time that God has Moses do the talking. If you read the story, every other time, because God said, well, I'll have Aaron go with you since you don't want to talk, Moses, that's fine. Um, I'll have Aaron go, and then Aaron will do all the talking. And then God, in this moment, says to Moses, now you're going to talk. Now you're going to talk. This is the first time God is challenging Moses to grow. God knows that he has great things for Moses in the area of leadership and leading the nation for many, many years. And so God is not content at Moses just being insecure about certain things. He says, I want you to grow in that. And I'm going to put you in an environment where you grow in that. It's a little sneak attack that God did there. Because he said, I'll have Aaron do the talking. Oh, now you do the talking. Surprise, you get to do this. This is God stretching his people. God saying, I'm not content with you just being where you are. We do that a little bit. Uh, you actually saw that today uh, during the worship team. So what happened during the rehearsal with all the kids up here, Pastor Christy, who's really good at this, if you're around Pastor Christy at this church, she's going to throw you into some environments that might seem a little daunting at first, and she'll be like, you can do it. You're fine. You're fine. Anyone experienced that with Pastor Christy so far? Yeah. Okay. It happened before my eyes this morning as the kids were in here rehearsing for worship team. She had uh, Claire and Liliana on either side of her, and, and when we were singing, uh, she said, does it, do either of you want to sing one of the verses by yourself? And they went, nope. Oh, okay. Well, would anybody like to sing? Uh, what about if I sang with you? No. And, and she's like, okay, well, here, let's sing it together. Let's sing it together. We'll sing it together. And they started singing a verse together. And then Christy stopped singing. And then the girls are just sitting there singing again. Oh, don't, don't worry. During the service, we'll, I'll sing it with you. Then we get to the service, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them like, suckers, this ain't going to happen. I know what's going down. We get to the service, and when it's time for the two of them to sing the verse together, I just see Christine, okay, now you sing. And Claire's like, and she jumped in and did awesome. It was kind of a sneak attack. This is what God will do in your life. God is not happy with you just staying put where you are. He has growth. For you to do. He has development. He has ways that he wants to stretch you and grow you. This is what he did to Moses. He wanted Moses to learn how to lead and speak in front of people, and this was him. Just this one verse in this story, this was God saying, okay, now you're going to talk. 
This is where you start doing this thing that you thought was too difficult for you. I love that God does that. It is uncomfortable for us at times when God puts us in those environments that we're like, oh, I'm not good at this. But he just keeps like a loving father just saying, hey, we're going to try this. You're going to grow at this. You're going to get better at this because I have big things for you to do. And we're going to get past this step. This is what God does. He will put us environments in environments to stretch us to grow us. So I want to encourage you today. Do not be afraid in those moments. Maybe God has been calling you to do something. God has been calling you to influence your school or your workplace. Maybe God has been calling you to share your faith with somebody. And in that moment, you're like, I don't even know what to say. Just in that moment, allow God to stretch you. Don't be afraid, but be willing to grow, to learn, to be willing to try new things. As we get older, Moms and dads, we start to feel like, oh, I'm kind of done with new things, right? My favorite thing, the most inspiring thing to me is when people who are older than me, older in life, are just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how to do this. I'm going to try to learn how to do this. We have a friend who's a part of a church that we used to attend. On her 80th birthday, she put a video on Facebook of her skydiving, which was just awesome. It was just the best thing. I'm like, I love it when older people decide, I'm not done. I'm going to learn how to do new things. So boys and girls, moms and dads, whatever God has for you, you can do it. Don't be afraid, but God's going to help you and he's going to grow you and he's going to stretch you. Right? Amen? This is what he did with Moses. Moses was asked to do a hard thing and he had lots of excuses, but God said, I'm going to grow you. I'm going to stretch you. So this week even, kids at school, is it might be like your last week at school? Yes. All the parents said yes. Or maybe not, because that means they're coming home for the summer. Uh, kids at school, maybe you're in a situation this week at school where you think there could be a chance for you to be kind to somebody that maybe people aren't being kind to. And you might think, well, what are other people going to think? Well, this is when you could say, okay, God, I know that you're with me, and I know that you want me to do this, so I'm going to do this. Everybody, kids or grown-ups, maybe there's times where you say, well, I, I know I'm supposed to read the Bible and pray. We have times every year where we memorize passages of Scripture and Honestly, the kids put the grown-ups to shame in that, right? Because their brains are like little sponges. Um, I know that we come up with all sorts of excuses for time in the Bible where we say, well, I just don't know how to do it. It's hard. I don't really understand it. Or time in prayer. I don't really know what I'm going to say. Or This is an opportunity for you to grow and stretch and allow God to do something in your life. Whatever it is, whatever age you are, there is an opportunity for you to be used by God to grow, to be stretched. And it might be something significant where kids at school, you might talk to someone who doesn't seem to have any friends and then that could be like your best friend or then you could lead, then you could tell that friend about Jesus and who knows what God is going to do in that family. We have families that come to this church who they all got saved because one of the kids was invited to kids' church or to youth group on a Sunday night. So I, I want us to recognize this is not just about us being willing to be used by God for our benefit. This is because God has great things for you to accomplish, and he wants to use you. That is awesome that he wants to use us. So be willing, kids, to do hard things. When schoolwork gets hard, kids, look at me for a second. You can do the hard things, right? You can do that thing that is hard, because with God's help, we can do hard things. All right, next up, Sophia Watkinson is going to come up and share a little bit. Come on up, Sophia. Do you want Christy to ask you questions, or are you going to just talk? It's up to you. I'm just standing here. Okay. First service, she was like, ask me questions. 
Um, so Sophia has had a challenging year with some things going on in her family. So why don't you tell them what has been the hard thing that your family has gone through this year? Um, my dad got recently deployed. He's been deployed for nine months. Did the math earlier. <laughs> um, and he might be able to come back the end of July. Uh, but it might. it's not for sure yet. Um, and then my brother's going off to college. They're right there. Um, <laughs> they go off to college, and it's just me, my mom, and my dog, and then my hamster. Um, but they're really, it's very quiet at the house, except when the boys are back. Um, but yeah. So what, was, what were a couple of the hard things with having your dad gone and your brother's gone this year? Um, school's been really hard because I haven't been able to focus with that, mm -hmm. but there's other stuff with that. And then um, just like walking around the house and then, oh, that's where dad sits. My brother brought home something that's a seat unavailable, and um, we put it on his chair at dinner. Aww. Aww. I, ho I hope he's watching. Tim, if you're watching, we miss you. Um, so how has the Lord helped you through, you know, obviously a hard year for you and your mom and your brothers and your dad, you know, having him gone. What are some of the things that the Lord has done to kind of help you get through this year? Um, well, they just... Yeah, he's given he's given me a lot of friends that like help me through it, and like Brooke and Steven and all that. They help. She likes Not hugs. Really. Patty has taken upon her to be the hug giver <laughs> to the Watkinson family. Well, we love you guys. We continue to pray for you. I really know I've, I've talked to your mom that the Lord has given you strength, given your mom strength to get through this year. And just so you know, we love you and we're keeping praying for you. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank today. you. Thanks, Um, I heard something, and the brothers are there. So what she said was that when the guys are gone, the house gets quiet. Were you were you two the main noisemakers in your house, or is it? Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> when I leave home, the volume doesn't get any quieter at the Kerr house. But so, uh, I wanted to take a moment. Thank you, Sophia, for sharing today. We know it's been a hard year for you and for your whole family. It's Memorial Day weekend, so we obviously want to make sure that we take time as individuals and families over the weekend to honor and recognize those who have given their lives in service of this country. And we have a couple families. We have uh, the Watkinson family and also the Rice family that are all uh, in the middle of long-term deployments right now, you know, a year or maybe even over a year. So the Watkinson family and the Rice family, if you're watching, we want to say thank you for serving this country. And also as a church family, Situations like that, other situations where we know there's a family that needs help. This is when we become the body of Christ and we just want to rally around them and help them. So let's make sure that we find, this is what it's part of being a family, is finding those who need help, making sure that we are rallying around helping. All right? Good? Kids, how are we doing? Good. All right, we're almost done. You're like, this is so much talking. Okay, so here's the third point, the final point. It's good to say it's the final point because it gives everybody hope that you're going to wrap up here soon. All right, so Exodus chapter 14 is where we get to the third point about how God is do, uh, with us is allowing us to do hard things. This is after all the plagues come, and Pharaoh finally says, I'm so tired of the plagues. Israel, you can go. And so Moses and the Israelites, they get to go free, and they run away. But then Pharaoh changes his mind, and he wants to chase after them and capture them. And what happens when they come up to the Red Sea, the big ocean? They're trapped because the ocean's in front of them, the Red Sea. And then the army is behind them, and they're trapped, and they don't know what to do. Okay, now, if you know the story, you know what happens next. But in that moment, Moses and the Israelites have no idea what to do. 
And this is what it says in Exodus 14. I love this verse, these verses in Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 and 14. It says this. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you and you need only to be still. That's amazing. That's an amazing statement of faith from Moses. Look at how much he's grown since when he was with the burning bush and God called him and Moses said all the reasons why he couldn't do what God had him to do. Now, this time later, he has learned to trust in God and he tells the Israelites, don't worry. Not only are we going to get through this, we're not even going to need to fight. God is going to do all the fighting for us. Moses is, has this great moment of I know something good's about to happen. And I love just picturing him kind of smirking a little bit, saying to the Israelites, just watch this. Watch this. Watch what God does now. Watch this. Have you ever been in a moment where you know something good's about to happen? Maybe, boys and girls, you're watching a, a TV show or your favorite movie when the bad guys have been doing all the bad things and you think they're going to get away with it, and then the good guy shows up, and you know, oh, bad guys are going to get it now. Here comes the good guy in, uh, you know, in grown-up world, maybe we have a favorite sports team or you watched basketball in the 90s where whoever you were cheering for, you knew Michael Jordan was going to get on the floor and do something amazing to win the game. It just seems like that's what he did. For me, it was watching hockey in the 80s where my team, the Calgary Flames, would always go against the Edmonton Oilers who had Wayne Gretzky, the greatest hockey player ever, and you just knew he was going to do something, and if you were an Oilers fan or a Chicago Bulls fan watching Michael Jordan, you'd say to your friends, watch this. Watch what they're going to do now. But really what, what uh, makes this, what I remember the most about something like this is, parents, if you were like me, on Saturday mornings, we would get up and we would watch on TV wrestling. We'd watch the WWF, the World Wrestling Federation, right? And I remember watching wrestling, and I'd have friends over to watch this, and every once in a while, we would be able to watch Hulk Hogan wrestle on a Saturday morning. Now, if you watched wrestling, it wasn't like it is now. Back then, it was totally real, right? <laughs> every, every time Hulk Hogan would wrestle, he'd be going up against King Kong Bundy or somebody like that, and it would look like Hulk Hogan was going to get beat. Every time, he'd be down, and we're looking at it like... I think, he's, I think he's out cold. I think this match is over. And when somebody's down, the referee comes over, and what do they do? They lift up the arm, and then they drop it. And if the arm drops, they're like, then the guy's out cold. This match must be over. For whatever reason, they would do it a second time, because maybe that first time wasn't good. And if it, if it happened three times, then the match was over. Second time, the arm lifts up. They lift up Hulk Hogan's arm, and it drops down. And we're watching like, no, this can't be, this can't be, this can't be. And then... The third time, he would go down, the referee would lift up Hulk Hogan's arm, and he'd let go, and then what would happen? The arm would stay. You know what I'm talking about, and it would start to shake, like we're, and his arm looked exactly like mine right now, just muscular and huge. And me and my friends are like going ballistic because we know something. We're like, watch this, watch this. And we knew what was going to happen because it happened the same way every time, even though it was totally real. Hulk Hogan would get up and then he'd start working the crowd, right? All the, you know, listening and everyone's going crazy, including us in the basement of my house because we all had that moment of watch this. And it was a punch and then a throw against the ropes and then the big Hogan boot to the face and then he's down and then the Hogan leg drop, boom, 
on them, three count, match over every time. And we would lose our minds because in that moment we just knew something good was going to happen. Right? Oh, yeah. We should close in prayer right after Hulk Hogan's story. <laughs> this is what Moses is doing with the Israelites. He's, he has gotten to the point where he has such faith in God. He says, we're not even going to need to do anything. Just watch what God does now. Watch what God does now. He doesn't know the waters are going to part, right? But he just knows God is at work, and with God's help, we can do hard things. That story where he says, stand firm and watch what God does. Moses was willing to obey at first. Moses was willing to be stretched. Moses was willing to grow. And now look at what God had done with that step of faith. That moment at the burning bush or that moment where God was developing Moses would have no idea what was about to happen. But then the waters part on the Red Sea, the entire nation of Israel. This is one step or one person's obedience that resulted in an entire nation being delivered into freedom. This is what is the power of somebody being willing to do something hard, knowing that God is with them. Because God is going to fight for you. God is going to walk with you. And so this is what happens. The water parts and the Israelites go through and then Pharaoh decides to chase them. And if you're watching this... In a movie, you're like, no, Pharaoh, don't do it, because we know what's going to happen there. The waters collapse on them. Israel is saved. Pharaoh and his army are defeated, and they drown in the Red Sea, and God gets glorified, and Israel is free. Your step of obedience will not just affect you. It will affect others. We have no idea what your step of obedience and your willingness to be used by God will do. It might lead to generations being changed, families being changed. It might lead to multitudes of people being delivered into freedom in Jesus Christ. And then we have no idea what God can do, but is there anything too difficult for him? Of course not. This is what we're reading in these stories. So this is what God wants to do. Boys and girls, look up at me one more time, okay? Even when something is hard, even when something is difficult, God is with you, and you can do it with God's help. No matter what it is, we believe that God has a great plan for your life. Amen? So here's what I want to ask today. What is God asking for you? What is God asking of you? Maybe you're a young kid in here or maybe you're a grown-up in here and you just know God has been putting on your heart something, whatever it is. And you know right now, the Holy Spirit's talking to you right now, whatever that is. What is the hard thing that, you, that God's asked you to do that you just need a little bit of help with or that you just need someone to come alongside or you just need to know that God is with you fighting for you, bringing deliverance and help. So here's what we're going to do. Now, we're all a family here, and you might be new to the church, and this might be weird for you, but you know what? We're all a family, so here's how we're going to do this. Kids and grown-ups, is there something in your world that you are just kind of a little worried about or something that's been hard? So if that's you, or grown-ups too, something that you are fearful of or worried about or something that's difficult, just put your hand up so we can see it, okay? I saw one hand over here already. Put your hand up if that's something, okay? Keep those hands up. Anyone else? Something that you are going through that is difficult and you need God to walk, walk with you and to work with you. Okay, so keep those hands up. Since we're all a family, here's what we're going to do. Look around the room, everybody, and if you are near somebody that's got their hand up, I want you to just put a hand on their shoulder. You don't need to know who, what they're going through. We don't need everybody hands up until you have somebody with their hand on your shoulder. We want to know that everyone's getting prayed for today. And even if you don't know what they're going through, we know that God does. So we're going to take a moment and we're going to pray. And even right now, if you've got your hand on someone's shoulder, just begin to pray. God, I don't even know what they need prayer for, but we know that you do, that you are strong, that you walk with them, that with your help they can do all things through Christ. 
So God, we pray for needs today. We pray for anyone here who is facing something difficult, something that they don't know what to, how they're going to get through it, some big obstacle in their way, something that you have called them to do that they're nervous about or they're scared about. So Lord, I just pray that right now you would fill everybody with peace, with faith, with trust in you. You are the God that moves mountains. You are the God that parts the seas. You are the God that makes a way where there seems to be no way. And that through Christ, we can do all things. We can do things when they're hard because we know that you are with us. So everybody who had a hand raised today, God, I pray for healing. I pray for wisdom. I pray for provision. I pray that you would bring people into their path this week that would just lift their arms up and lift their countenance because they know that they're not walking alone, but we have people around them who are going to help them. Whatever is needed in every situation today, I pray that you would be the God that moves mountains, that provides, that heals and restores, the God that delivers by his mighty hand. Thank you, Lord, for the work that you're doing. Thank you that you stretch us and you grow us, that you're not content to just leaving us where we are. And we want to say yes to you, yes to all the great things that you want to do through us and in us. So, God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for everything that you do in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. 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 Kids, thanks for coming today. Everyone, thanks for being here at Homestead. We'd love to see you next Sunday. Have a great day.